Polar7 Enterprises presents Comic NFTs, an ethical approach, using digital collectibles to enhance your independent comic business. Read for you by the author, Greg Choswald. For access to extensive references, images, and a glossary meant for beginners, be sure to download your copy of the book at comicnfts.com. Hey everyone, Greg here. I hope everyone's having a fabulous week. This week, I was able to finish a project I've been working on for a long time, an ancient t-shirt quilt I put together using t-shirts that I acquired back in my days when I was involved in the racing world with a site called racingpr.com. It's been fun going down that nostalgic rabbit hole. And also now I'm far more prepared for the cold winters. It's been a pretty important week in the digital comics world. For those of you who aren't subscribed to the newsletter, every Saturday I issue a copy of the Tech for Comics Ramble which is basically a skimmable summary of what's going on in the NFT and digital comic space, all the controversial stuff like AI and NFTs. Anyways, make a long story short, there's some pretty cool news that came out this week, and so that will be included in that summary. This week, we start the strangest bit of the podcast. I'm going to read to you the glossary. If you're new to NFTs, I hope this will actually be quite useful to you. I've tried to create definitions and brief summaries of different terms using analogies that might be useful to someone who's not that familiar with the space. To my fellow technophiles out here, I know there's going to be some of the definitions that make you cringe because they're a little bit um, simplified, but for the audience that the book was written for, I would thought it was fairly important to skip some of the gory details. For those of you that are into the gory details, be sure to actually download the book, comicnfts.com, and have a look in the glossary for all of the links that I've provided. There's plenty there for you to take you to sites and YouTube videos and similar that will help you understand each term even more. For the purposes of this podcast, though, I'm not going to read all those links out loud, just the definitions. So without further ado, here we go. Appendix, an NFT glossary with analogs. One thing you quickly learn about any industry is that it is full of terms that insiders use casually that seem purpose-built to befuddle newcomers. To make matters even more confusing, words you think you know may have a completely different meaning in the new context. Panel and gutter have very different meanings for comic creators and home builders, for example. What follows are a set of semi-accurate definitions for the NFT-related terms used in this book. I've tried to use analogs and simplification to give you a useful sense of each term without boring you with all the actual gory details. The technical world of NFTs is rich and complicated, but in the same way you don't need to know how 5G data protocols actually work in order to use a cell phone, Many of the specific details of NFT and blockchain technology really don't matter beyond a get-the-gist level of understanding. For the pathologically curious among you, I have included some curated links to more detailed definitions if for you, like me, exploring rabbit holes is your idea of fun. Trust me, this rabbit hole goes very, very MIT degree level deep, such as the nature of things that have potential to change the world. Note, use the links provided at your own risk, as their content can change without notice. The word is address. Think street address used to deliver ethereal goods. A wallet address is equivalent to a telephone number or a street address. It is a unique identifier that enables users to transact with a specific blockchain wallet. Much like a street address allows you to deliver pizza to a specific home. In the same way that street addresses are formatted differently around the world, the form a wallet address takes depends on the blockchain involved. 
For historical reasons, they're typically a long string of alphanumeric characters. For example, I-C-K-A, I'm not even going to read that. But more modern blockchains tend to have more user-friendly addresses. For example, N-D-K-Q-Y.W-A-M. Believe it or not, that's actually more user-friendly. Some applications also support the equivalent of vanity plates, for example, yourname.soul, that redirect transactions to a more conventional but harder-to-remember address. The word is Bitcoin. Think digital collateral. Bitcoin is the OG cryptocurrency. Originally touted as a universal replacement for cash, it proved too slow for small-value transactions. That might change in the future, but that's generally the situation. It is used more commonly now as an asset to add to your savings, as collateral for loans, and or a way to send money between countries. In many ways, it is the reserve currency of the digital world, much like the US dollar in the physical world. Most trading on crypto trading platforms, think foreign exchange, is denominated in Bitcoin. The word is blockchain. Think magic spreadsheet. When you hear the word blockchain, just think big spreadsheet in the cloud where people from all over the internet can append entries, but can't change anyone else's entries. No one person controls the spreadsheet or the database, or even necessarily where it is hosted. Not Microsoft, not Amazon, not Google. Instead, copies are distributed across many nodes, computers, and kept consistent using cryptographic magic. Implied in the term blockchain is a specific way of keeping the information accurate across all of the available copies of this spreadsheet, Blocks of information are tied together using cryptographic verification in a chain. Some spreadsheets do this slightly differently, so some prefer to use the term DLT or digital ledger technology. In the same way all poodles are canines, but not all canines are poodles, all blockchains are DLTs, but not all DLTs are technically blockchains. That said, the terms often get used interchangeably. So if you read blockchain, DLT, digital ledger, or chain, it is sufficient for our purposes to think of them as being the same thing. A digital ledger in the cloud. In this context, a ledger is just a hub of record keeping. The phrase is Byzantine fault tolerance. Think, ah, never mind. This is only here because it's cool. Byzantine fault tolerance, or BFT, is a computer science concept important to keeping nuclear power plants from melting down, air traffic control systems from failing, and nodes of a blockchain coordinated. It is at the core of the answer to the why can't someone just tinker with one of the copies of the distributed ledger slash spreadsheet thingamabob keeping track of our NFTs. Summary, they can't. BFT, and more precisely, the Byzantine generals problem, are a great brain teaser. I've included a link to a video that is a fun rabbit hole adventure. The phrase is consensus mechanism. Think liar liar pants on fire protection method. Every blockchain or DLT has a spreadsheet in the cloud that is distributed. Depending on the chain, dozens, if not thousands, of copies of this spreadsheet exist, and all copies are kept up to date with the most recent data appended to the end. A consensus method is used to make sure that no one tries to game the system by adding false lines to this spreadsheet. It is important that things like account balances and the order of transactions are agreed upon. Unfortunately, there can be an incentive for bad actors to fake information. For example, you can't have someone adding millions of dollars of cryptocurrency to their line of the spreadsheet by tampering with data added to the chain. A chain's consensus method is used to prevent this. Virtually every consensus method has two components. One, the understanding that if 51% of the custodians or nodes agree on the data on the blockchain, then that version of the spreadsheet is the correct one. And two, 
a mechanism to make it very, very difficult for 51% of the people running the nodes to collude to cheat. I know, I know, fellow technophiles, this is a vast oversimplification. However, it's the important gist. Why should NFT creators care about this behind-the-scenes technical detail? The more tamper-proof a chain is, the more durable the NFT. Just as important, the consensus method a chain uses greatly affects how much electricity is used, which in turn has the potential to affect the chain's impact on the environment. See Proof-of-Stake and Proof-of-Work. The word is crafting, aka blending. Think forging in the creating something new out of other stuff sense. The term crafting should be familiar to anyone who plays Dungeons and Dragons or any of a multitude of computer games inspired by the game. In D&D, it is common for characters to collect materials and objects and combine them to create other objects or equipment. Similarly, in the NFT world, you take one or more NFTs and use programming magic to create one or more different NFTs. For example, you could take three regular cover NFTs and craft a rarer variant cover version of that comic. The word is cryptocurrency. Think magic internet money. Cryptocurrency, aka crypto, is non-corporeal digital money. If Bob starts with three crypto monies and sends two to Sue, then Sue sends half of hers to Stephen, the record keeping for these transactions is all done on a blockchain, not at a bank. The information about these transactions, from which a balance can be calculated, is kept accurate across multiple copies of this blockchain using cryptographic magic. Just like in the physical world, where you have the US dollar, Canadian dollar, Euro, and the Mexican peso, and many more, there are hundreds of different cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana are examples of cryptocurrencies. Exchanges, operating much like foreign exchange outlets, allow users to trade one type for another. While the notion of digital currency can be hard to wrap your head around, most government-backed currency also lives as ones and zeros in cyberspace record-keeping, with only about 8% of all money actually existing as physical cash. Cryptocurrency simply skip the notion of having any physical form. The word is DAP. A DAP is 1. A trap for editors trying to standardize the use of intercaps, or 2. A decentralized application specifically a computer program that can operate autonomously, see smart contract, and runs at least in part on a blockchain rather than a centralized server. Like apps on your phone, each dApp has a purpose or function, but the potential functions are very diverse. Cryptocurrency exchange and NFT creation dApps are likely to be the first dApps an NFT comic creator uses. However, a creator likely won't even know if a program or app is a dApp because the actual infrastructure an app on your phone uses is largely irrelevant to the user experience. Blockchain, for blockchain's sake, is not good design. The phrase is digital asset. Think ethereal riches. An asset is something useful or valuable. In the NFT space, we often mean that in the business sense where assets can be used to meet debts and obligations and or produce positive economic value. A digital asset is a uniquely identifiable asset that is stored digitally, i.e. using a computer. The TIFF file of your comic cover is the digital asset that is used to create your physical comic, a physical asset. A simple example of a digital asset is the money in your bank account. Money in your account can be used to buy a meal or pay down debt, but that balance only really exists as ones and zeros on your bank's computer. The word is Discord. Think Town Hall. 
Discord is a function over beauty, voice and instant messaging social platform where the vast majority of NFT online communities reside. On Discord, it is possible to create single interest servers around an NFT collection that uses those NFTs as the keys for admission. Discord runs on many platforms, iOS, Android, Mac, PC, and Linux, and is optimized to make old guys like me feel even older trying to navigate the ins and outs, acronyms, and social etiquette of the platform. Ask a 15-year-old for assistance. Tip, turn off your local DMs, direct messages, immediately after adding any NFT server. The word is doxed. Think known. Doxing is the act of publicly disclosing personally identifiable information about a person or organization, typically via the internet. When done by another person, it is a form of cyberbullying and is illegal in many jurisdictions. However, in the NFT world, it is often used to describe a development team that has self-declared their real-life identities to help bring confidence to potential buyers of their NFTs. In this case, a fully doxxed team is a good thing. The word is drop. Think the moment the pinata breaks and all the good stuff comes out. If you drop your priceless collectible vase, it might break into a thousand pieces. Great sadness would ensue. In contrast, an NFT drop is a good thing. More like a mic drop. It is a time to celebrate. It is like the moment a pinata breaks and the candy falls to the floor. A drop is when an NFT collection becomes available to purchase. The exact time and date of a drop is something closely monitored by NFT collectors. Promoting your drop should be a very important part of your marketing plan. Given that everything about an NFT is digital, selling all of the individual NFTs in a collection within minutes of a drop can happen for a well-promoted name NFT collection. While definitely the extreme exception, not the rule, I recently took part in a comic NFT drop for the first appearance of Venom, a Spider-Man comic NFT on Vivi. This NFT literally sold out close to 10,000 copies within five seconds of the designated drop time. The phrase is distributed ledger technology. Think shared spreadsheet in the cloud, but there are several copies of this spreadsheet held by dozens of custodians and all of these copies are being kept identical by CryptoMagic. Distributed ledger technology or DLT in the NFT context refers to a decentralized database that is governed by numerous users on various nodes. Blockchain used by Bitcoin is technically a specific type of DLT. Because Bitcoin, the first widely adopted DLT, used blockchain, the terms are often used interchangeably in the same way that Kleenex is inaccurately used when talking about tissue. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Hopefully your brain isn't hurting too much. Next episode, I'll be reading E through M. Until then. You've been listening to pages 132 through 147 of Comic NFT's An Ethical Approach. The book in its entirety is available as a free PDF to all subscribers at comicnfts.com and for a small fee via Kindle and Gumroad.